Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Eliezer Sherwinter. Meseches Ksubis has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Shlomo Naiman, Le'ilo Nishmas, Rabbi Yaakov ben Matis Yehozatzal, and Chaya Bas Pesach. We are now, Be'ezus Hashem, up to the Gemara and the Afayin The Gemara and the Afayin when Alf begins with the Gemara before on the bottom, on the Afayin Ches on the base. The Gemara brings down the following Maisa, Hehi Itisa, there was an Isha. The boy that Gavra, who wanted to ensure that her bow would not be zeicha in her nechasim. What did she do? She wrote all her nechasim to her bas. In Siba, she got married vigrasha, and then she was neskarsha. that Isha came before of Nachman to be teveya her bas, that her bas should give back those nechasim that she had previously given to her bas. Korei of Nachman, Wastar of Nachman went and tore up that star, which the Gemara goes on to explain is based on that that we find that Shmuel said in Yavai Shtar Mavrachas If such a star will come to my hands, I will tear up that star. The Gemara goes on to explain the Shita of Shmuel that the reason why Shmuel said in Yavai Shtar Mavrachas is because we say a person will not give away all his nechassim to someone else. And therefore we say if one went and gave away all his nechassim to someone else, it was only in order to ensure that one's baal will not be zeich in those nechassim. And one never had intention to give over all one's nechassim as a matana. And therefore, as the Gemara explains, that is only if one actually gave away all one's nechassim. If one only gave away part of one's nechasim, then we will not assume that the reason why one gave away those nechasim is only in order to ensure that the Baal will not be zeichen those nechasim, but rather we say that then the shtar is a real shtar matana, and whoever the shtar matana was given to has a right to keep those nechasim. Now to explain where we apply this halacha, that we say the shtar is a shtar mavrachas and not a shtar matana, we find two basic mahalchim in the Rishenim. Rashi explains that 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 we say that the shtar is not a shtar matana, and the person who received the shtar does not have a right to keep the nechasim, is referring to a case that the Isha went and told Adam explicitly, that what I am doing now is not a matana, the shtar that I am writing is not in order to be a matana. All I'm doing is trying to make sure that my bow is not zeichem my nechasim. Only then do we say that the shtar is not a shtar matana, but rather a shtar mavrachas. And as Rav Nachman says, we tear up the shtar. Teisvis and the Rosh and other Rishenim as well argue on Rashi and explain that even if there was no gilui das whatsoever, even if she did not inform the Edim that this shtar is not a shtar matana, Still, according to Rav Nachman, we tear up the shtar. And we say that the shtar is not a shtar matana, but rather it is a shtar mavrachas. As Tesis and the Rosh and the other Yishenim go on to explain, that even though, generally speaking, there is Allah of dvarim, shabalei veinam dvarim, and we do not take into account what one thinks, belibay, still, over here, it is considered dvarim, shabalibay, belev kaladam. It is obvious that one does not give away all one's nechasim to someone else. And since it is dvarim shebelivai belev kal adam, therefore we say that in such a case dvarim shebelev havyan dvarim. 
And therefore we look at one's intention even without him verbalizing his intentions. And therefore, even if there was no Giloy Das whatsoever, even if the Isha did not tell anyone that what she is doing here is not being done as a Matana, still we say that since it is obvious that she is not intending to give a Matana, for that reason the halacha is that we tear up such a star, and we do not consider such a star as a star Matana. That is the Shita of Teisvis and the other Rishenim. The Rishenim asked the following two kashas and Rashi. First of all, according to Rashi, who explains that the case that came before of Nachman was a case that the lady explicitly went and told Adam that she is not planning on giving away her nechasim as a matana, what is the pshat that Rava and Ravonon argue on of Nachman? Well, in such a case, it is poshet that the shtar cannot be considered a shtar matana since she went and explicitly told Adam before that she is not intending to give her nechassim away as a matana. That is the kasha of Teisvis and other Rishenim as well. The second kasha is the kasha of the Rosh and the Teisvis Rid. The Rosh and the Teisvis Rid both ask that according to Rashi, why do we differentiate if she gave away all her nechassim or only gave away part of her nechassim? Even if she only gave away part of her nechassim, we should still say that the shtar is not a shtar since she went and told Adam explicitly that she is not intending to give away her nechassim as a matana. And therefore, if Nachman and Shmuel's halacha, that we tear up such a star, should apply not only to a case where one gave away all one's nechassim, even to a case where one did not give away all one's nechassim, we should still say that we tear up such a star. That is the kasha of the Rosh and the Teisvisrit on Rashi. Now, before we answer the Rishonim's Kash on Rashi, I would like to speak about the actual Shita of Rashi. Why does Rashi hold that it is necessary that she actually told Adim that she is not planning on giving away her Nechassim Matana? Why is it not enough that it is obvious that she is not giving away all her Nechassim Matana? As Rishonim say that therefore it is considered Dvarim Shabaliba Yubalev Kal Adam. And by Dvarim Shabaliba Yibalev Kaladam, we say that Dvarim Shabaliba Havian Dvarim. Even though one did not verbalize one's thoughts, still we say that such Dvarim Shabaliba are considered Dvarim without verbalizing one's thoughts. For one can explain the Shita of Rashi based on that that we find in Avne Nezer, in Avnezer, Simon Kufam and Gimel. Avnezer brings down the following Chiddush from the Ritva and Kiddush and Afnunam and Aleph. That even though we say that Tvarim Shabaliba Yabalev Kaladam, wherever it is obvious, we say Tvarim Shabalev Havian Tvarim, that is only if one's Tvarim Shabalev are not coming to be Eker what one said, Mefurish. If one's Tvarim Shabalev contradicts what he said explicitly, even if those dvarim shabalev are dvarim shabaliba yabalev kaladam, and dvarim shabaliba yabalev kaladam are havian dvarim, and we take into account what he thought balibay, still, they're not strong enough to contradict what he said explicitly. That is the Chiddush of the Ritva in Kiddushin. Therefore, one can explain that for that reason Rashi understands that even though there is a dvarim shabaliba yabalev kaladam, that one does not go and give away all one's nechassim b'matana. As our Gemara says, Oishavik inish nav shevi'av l'achrini. 
One will not go and give away all one's nechasim to someone else. Still, those dvarim kaladam cannot contradict what one wrote in one star. Since in the star it says that one is giving away all one's nechasim as a matana, and now we want those dvarim shebalev to contradict what it says in the star, even though those dvarim shebalev are havian dvarim, still they are not strong enough to contradict what it says in the star itself. For that reason, Rashi says that only if she went and actually told Adam, only then are her words strong enough to contradict what it says in the star. Now let's get back to the kashis that the Rishenim ask on Rashi. First of all, according to Rashi, why do Rav and Rav Anon argue on Rav Nachman? And second of all, why does the Gemara differentiate between if she gave away all her nechassim or only part of her nechassim? Lechera one can answer Rashi as follows, that even though we are talking about a case, that she went and told the Edom explicitly that she is not planning on giving away her nechassim and matana, that only takes care of the problem of dvorim shebelev enam dvorim. But there is another problem as well. How can we possibly believe those Edim that say that the Shtar is not a Shtar Matana, but rather a Shtar Mavrachas, the Edos shall Shtar itself. The Edos of the Shtar itself says not like that. The Edos of the Shtar itself says that the Shtar is a regular Shtar Matana. As we find in Reb Chaim and Hochas Gerish and Perak If so, even if the Adam come and tell us that the Isha told them that she is not intending to give away her Nechazim as a Matana, that is not like the Eidah Shahashtar. In the Eidah Shahashtar, which says Matana, that Eidah Shahashtar says that she is giving away her Nechazim as a Matana. Because in the Shtar itself, there is no mention of the fact that this star is only a star mavrachas. And therefore, how can the Edom possibly be Naaman? To take care of this problem, one needs that she actually gave away all her nechassim. Because now that she gave away all her nechassim, even as far as the Edos of the star itself, even as far as the star itself is concerned, we do not see that the Edos of the star says that she is giving away her nechassim as a matana. Since there is dvarim shebeliboi beleiv kodem, since it is recognizable, it is obvious, that she has no intention to give away her nechassim as a matana, for that reason, even as far as the edos of the shtar itself is concerned, we do not see an edos of the shtar that says that she is giving away her nechassim b'matana. And for that reason, we are able to say that the shtar is not a shtar matana and only a shtar mavrachas. And therefore, for that reason, one needs that she gave away all her nechassim. Had she only given away part of her nechassim, even though she went and told Aden that she is not planning on giving away these nechassim as a matana, still, as far as the shtar itself is concerned, in the shtar itself we see that she is giving away her nechassim as a matana. And therefore the shtar itself, which is considered an edos, the edos of the shtar says that she is giving away her nechassim as a matana. 
And for that reason, it will not help the fact that she happened to tell Edim that her intention is not to give away her nechassim matana. Because over here we have Edim in the star that say that she is giving away her nechassim matana. And for that reason, only if she gave away all her nechassim do we say that the star is only a star mavrachas. And so too, for that reason, Rav Onan and Rava argue on Rav Nachman. Since Rav Onan and Rava understand that as far as the star itself is concerned, even if one was to give away all one's nechasim, still there is no dvarim shabuib by yabalev adam. Still we do not say that it is obvious that as far as the star itself is concerned, that she is not giving away all her nechasim b'matana. For that reason, it will not help the fact that she told Adam. Because again, as far as the Eidos that is in the Shtar, the Eidos that is in the Shtar says that she is giving away her Nechassim b'matana. And therefore her Giloi Das in front of Adam will not help her whatsoever. The only reason why Rav Nachman holds that her Giloi Das will help is only because of Nachman understands that even as far as the Eidos of the Shtar itself is concerned, the Eidos of the Shtar itself does not say Matana. Because since one has Dvarim Shabuiba Yibuev Kodam, it is obvious that she is not going to give away all her Nechas and Matana. Therefore, the Eidos in the Shtar itself does not say Matana. That is how one can answer Rashi from the Kashis of the Rishainim. Now, before we go and explain Pshat in the Kashis of the Rishainim, why the Rishainim understood that according to Rashi, it does not concern us, the Eidos Shahashtar, we have to go and explain what exactly is taking place when one writes a Shtar Mavrachas. Rashi, Shita, Ezdav, Nemiluim, and Simensadi, Sivkaton, Zayin explains, is that the Rashi understands that the Shtar, which is a Shtar Mavrachas, has no Kenyan whatsoever, to the one who the star was given to. For example, in the case of Rav Nachman, that the Isha gave the star to her Bas, the Bas was not kina, any Kenyan whatsoever. The whole purpose of the star was only in order to ensure that her Baal would not be Zeche in her Nechosim. That is how the Avni Miluim explains the Shitsa of Rashi. The Rosh, on the other end, argues on Rashi. The Rosh as Nesivis in Simon Sadites of Katan Hay explains the Shita of the Rosh understands that even though the Shtar is only a Shtar Mavrachas and it is not a full-fledged Shtar Matana, still we say that there is Akna taking place with this Shtar Mavrachas. And the Isha was being Makne her Nechosim to her Bas. Just instead of it being a full-fledged Akna, we say that she was Makne her Nechosim to her Bas with the right that she is allowed to be chayzer. The Isha retains a right to decide that the matana should be bottled, to be mavatal the matana. That is the shita of the Rosh according to the Nesivis. The Rambam, on the other hand, has a third shita. The Rambam shita, as is mashma in the Ran and the Avnami Ruim and Simensadis of Katan Ches, understands that in our Gemara, that the Shtar is a Shtar Mavrachas, there is still a full-fledged Hakna going on. That that we say, 
that the shtar is a shtar mavrachas is referring to the time of after the lady becomes an almana or a grusha. Her das was that after that time, the matana should no longer be a matana. As long as she is a sheves tachas bayla, as long as she is married, she wants the matana to be a matana, which Avner Miluim explains based on the taste that as long as she is a sheves tachas bayla, we cannot apply the umdana of a shavik inish nav shavyavachrini, that a person will not give away everything and leave themselves with nothing, because as long as she is a sheves tachas bayla, her bayla is taking care of her. And therefore, as long as she is a Sheves Tachas Baila, there is a full-fledged Matana. Just we say that her Das is that the Matana Shri Batso when she becomes an Almana or a Grusha. But till then, the Matana is a full-fledged Matana. And so too, if she will be Mace first, again, the Matana is a full-fledged Matana till the time that she becomes an Almana or a Grusha. That is the Shitza of the Rambam. So again, the Rosh and the Rambam both understand that there is a Akna taking place. Just the Rosh understands that the Akna is taking place and she is leaving over a right to be Chazer, a right to back out from the Matana. On the other hand, according to the Rambam, the Matana is a full-fledged Matana and she has no right to be Chazer. Just the Matana will be bottle after she becomes an Almana or a Grusha. So again, we have a tremendous machlekes harishenim. If that that we say in our Gemara, that the shtar is a shtar mavachas, does that mean that there is no akna taking place whatsoever? Or do we say that there is akna taking place? Just we say that this akna is taking place with certain conditions. As we will see, this makes a tremendous nafkamina as far as how to explain the Gemara Vaita. Now getting back to the previous machlekes harishenim, First of all, that the Rishenim understands that Dvorim Kaladam, even without the Isha telling anyone. Still, the fact that it is obvious that she is not planning on giving away all her Nechassim, that itself is enough to make the Shtar Shtar Mabrachas. And second of all, that the Rishenim argue on Rashi and understand that according to Rashi, had she went and told Aiden before that she is not planning on giving away her Nechassim Matana, then even if she would only give away a part of her Nechassim, we would still say that the Shtar is only Ishtar Mavrachas is because the Rishenim are going Oshita Sayu. The Rishenim understands that even though the Shtar is Ishtar Mavrachas, that does not mean that there is no Akna taking place whatsoever. And therefore, the shtar becoming a shtar mavrachas is not in complete conflict with whatever it says in the shtar. Because as far as the aknosh ha-ashtar, the aknosh ha-ashtar remains. Just now that it is a shtar mavrachas, certain conditions apply. And for that reason, the Rishenim understand that if we would have dvorim shabaliba yubalev kaladam, the Dvarim will not be coming in conflict with whatever it says in the Shtar. All the Dvarim will be doing is modifying what it says in the Shtar. And for that reason, we will apply the rule of Dvarim Dvarim to modify what it says in the Shtar. And so too, for that reason, the Rishonim understands 
that even if she would only give away a part of her nachasim, still, Gilidas, if she told Edim, it would help. Because again, we do not see that the Edah Shalashtar is coming in conflict with what she told Edim. It's not contradicting. The Edah Shalashtar does not contradict what she told Edim. Because all her Gilidas does is modify what it says in the Shtar. And therefore, just like we find in the Ramah and Ebenezer Ezra Simon Chavtes, that Edim have a right to say that there was a Tnai in the Shtar, Edim can come and say that there were conditions made in the Shtar, even conditions that were not explicitly written in the Shtar, and we do not say that the Edim Shah Shtar contradicts those Edim that say that there was a Tnai. So too over here, the Eidah Shalashtar will not contradict the Edim, who in front of them she was Megala Das, because her Gilui Das does not contradict what the Edim are saying in the Shtar. And for that reason, as long as she was Megala Das, even if she only gave away part of her Nechassim, still her Gilui Das will help. Now let's go on to the Gemara Vaitzer. The Gemara asks the following kasha, If the Lekech was not kainer than a chasim, let the Baal be kainer than a chasim. Omar Abaye Abaye answers, Asom kena chasim she'ein yeduim le Baal v'alibadurab shimen. The reason why the Baal is not kainer these nechasim is because these nechasim are considered kena chasim she'ein yeduim le Baal. Now to explain the kasha of the Gemara, we find two basic Mahalchim in the Rishonim. Rashi and the Rosh both explain that the Gemara's Kasha is referring back to the Alacha of Shtar Mavrachas. The Gemara is asking, how does a Shtar Mavrachas accomplish its purpose to ensure that the Nechassim do not go to the Baal? Okay, if the Okech is not kind of the Nechassim, Memewa the Baal should be kind of the Nechassim. That is how Rashi and the Rosh explain the Gemara's Kasha. Now, according to Rashi, the Gemara's Kasha is Pashat. Since, as we explained according to Rashi, there is no Matana here whatsoever, the Gemara is asking, if so, Niknenubau. On the other hand, like the Rosh, as the Nesivis explains, that there is a Matana, just there happens to be a Roshos Lachzer, that the Isha that gave the Matana has a right to be Chazer, why is that a reason that the Baal should be kind of those Nechassim? So to explain the Rosh, Nesivis is Medayik in the Rosh, that the Rosh understands that as long as the Isha has a right to be Chayzer from her Matana, that itself is enough for us to see that the Nechassim are still considered Bereshusa. And as long as the Nechassim are considered Bereshusa, the Halacha should be, then Ikninu Baal, that the Baal should be Zeichah's Chos in those Nechasim. That is how the Nesivis explains the Kasha of the Gemara according to the Rosh. The Avna Miluim, on the other hand, in Simansadis of Katan Ches, explains the Gemara's Kasha according to the Rosh differently. He explains the Gemara's Kasha according to the Rosh, that the Gemara means to ask after her Chazara. Once she is Chazeres from her Matana, that at that point, the Lekech was not Seicha, let the Baal be Kaina. Till the Isha is Chazer, the Avni understands that the Baal cannot be Kaina. The fact that she has a right to be Chazer is not enough for us to say 
that the Baal Shbizeiches Chos in her Nechosim. But rather the Gemara means to ask after her Chazara, after she is Chazer, that now the Matana is Batal, we should say that the Baal is Kina Kinyan in her Nechosim. That is how the Avnamiwuim explains the Gemara's Kasha according to the Rosh. So again, Rashi and the Rosh understand that our Gemara is asking a Kasha as far as Shtar Mavrachas is concerned. The Ran, on the other hand, explains that according to the Shita of the Rambam, who understands that there is a full-fledged Matana, just if she will become an Almana or a Grusha, at that point the Matana will be bottle, then one cannot explain that our Gemara is asking a Kasha as far as Shtar Mavrachas is concerned. Since Ishtar Mavrachas is considered a full-fledged Hakna, the Gemara could not have asked, So therefore the Ran goes and explains that according to the Rambam, our Gemara is asking a different Kasha. Our Gemara is not asking a Kasha on Ishtar Mavrachas, but rather our Gemara is asking a Kasha on that that we weren't before. That if the Isha writes, Me'ayoyim u'ekisha that also works, that the Baal is not Zeichah's Chos and her Nechosim. And as the Rambam and so too we find in Rashi explain that Me'ayoyimu u'ekesha means to say that the Matana should be Chao Me'ayoyim if I decide that I want the Matana later. And only if I want the Matana later will the Matana be Chao Ma'afreya Me'ayoyim. On that the Gemara asks, in a case that the Isha was Mesa first, that she was never Nisratza in the Matana. She never said she wants the Matana. If so, the Matana was never Chawamafreya. If the Matana was never Chawamafreya, for that reason we should say, Nikninu Bao. Since the Kinyan of the Wakech is dependent upon the Ratan of the Nisan and Matana, of the Isha who was giving the Matana, and there never was such a Ratan, for that reason we should say, Nikninu Bao. That is how the Ran explains the Gemara according to the Rambam. Now let's go on to the Gemara's Teret. They consider these Nechasim as if these Nechasim are Ein Yeduin Lebao. As we mentioned in the previous year, we find the Machlekes HaRishenim. As far as the Allah of Nechasim She'ein Yeduin Lebao are concerned, the Ramban understands that even by Nechosim She'ein Yeduin Lebao, the Baal still has a Schos Peres in those Nechosim. The only Nafkeminam, Nechosim She'ein Yeduin Lebao, over Nechosim Ha'iduin Lebao, is that, that by Nechosim She'ein Yeduin Lebao, the halacha is, that an Isha, if she went and sold those Nechosim B'dieved, her Mechira is Kayim. On the other hand, Nechosim Ha'iduin Lebao, the Mechira is Batal. But as far as all other halachas, for example, Zechus and Yerusha, both by Nechasim Ha'iduim Abal and by Nechasim She'ein Yiduim Abal, Abal has a Zechus and Abal has a Zechus Tiyarish in those Nechasim. The Rosh and the Ran on the other end argue. And the Rosh and the Ran understand that by Nechasim She'ein Yiduim Abal there is no Zechus Peres. The Ran goes and says that even though by Nechosim She'enim Yiduim Lebaal there is no Zechos Peres, and the Baal does not have a right to eat Peres from those Nechosim She'enim Yiduim Lebaal, but still as far as Yerusha is concerned, a Baal will still inherit those Nechosim. 
as the Ran proves from that that we learned in our Mishnah, that only by the Yavid is the Mechira Kayim. Even by Nechosim She'ein Yeduim Le'Baal, and Isha does not have a right to to go and sell those Nechosim. If the Baal does not have his Chosperus, why can't the Isha go Le'Chatchila and sell those Nechosim? The Ran explains that the reason why the Isha cannot go Le'Chatchila and sell those Nechosim is because since the Baal still has a Din, still has a Schos, to inherit those Nechosim, for that reason the Isha cannot go Le'Chatchila and sell those Nechosim, since that will bring about a hefsid as far as the Baal's din to Yarshin those Nechosim. L'chorah from Rashi in our sugya, one sees that Rashi has a third shita. Rashi explains that when the Gemara asked, the Gemara was asking both as far as his chosperes of the Baal and as far as his chosbaal to inherit those Nechosim. The Gemara asked, First of all, let the Baal have his chos to eat the peris of those nechosim. And second of all, the Baal should have a din to inherit those nechosim. On that, Abaye says, Asom ke nechosim she'ein yidun or Baal. Okay, from Rashi once sees that the halacha of nechosim she'ein yidun or Baal is not only a halacha that a Baal does not have his chos peris in nechosim she'ein yidun or but even as far as Yerusha is concerned, we say that a Baal does not have a din to inherit nechosim she'enam yiduim loy. That is what one sees in Shittas Rashi. The obvious kasha is, if that is true, that even as far as Yerusha is concerned, we say that a Baal does not have a din to inherit nechosim she'enam yiduim loy. Why do we say that a chatechila da'alach is an isha cannot go and sell nechosim she'enam yiduim loy? What hefset is she bringing about with her mechira if anyways he does not have a din to inherit those nechasim? To answer this cash, we find that the Afla says that the reason why, according to Rashi, we say that even by nechasim she'enam yiduim mechatechila simkar is because we say that maybe the nechasim will become yiduim loy. Maybe he will find out about those nechasim. And at that point, he will be zeichen the nechasim. And therefore, with her mechira, she is bringing about a loss to the Baal, because now, even if he finds out about the Nechassim, it's too late. And for that reason, we say, On the other hand, Avna Miruim in Simen Tzadis of Katan Yod, is Medayek in Rashi before Anafayn Ches, on the base with Dibar Amascho of Shemun Chilek, that Rashi understands that as far as Yerusha is concerned, we say that even Nechosim She'enam Yeduim Le'Baal, the Baal has a din to inherit those Nechosim. If so, the obvious kasha is, how did the Gemara answer Yerusha according to Rashi? Ramesha Negris Meisha Evan Ezer Simen Kofdalid answers Rashi as follows. Ramesha explains based on that that we find in the Gemara Bav Metziah Dav Tzavdivav. The one Chachamim were Mesakin that a Baal should be Zeichah's Chos and his wife's Nechosim. What Rabbanon did was, is that the Rabbanon went and were Makne him as Chos and her Nechosim. And this Takonetz Chachamim, the Chazal were Mesakin that a Baal has his Chos and his wife's Nechosim, is as if there's an actual Kenyan taking place. That the Chachamim are being Makne the Nechosim to the Baal. And for that reason, one needs that the Baal has to have a mind to be kainer than a chosim. Just like by every Kenyan, the person who is kainer has to have das Kenyan. 
And for that reason, we say that by Nechasim She'enam Yeduim Lai, there is no Das Kinyan. Since he does not know about those Nechasim, for that reason, there is no Das Kinyan. And therefore, he is not Zeiche in the Nechasim. Therefore, Moshe goes on to say that by a regular case of Nechasim She'enam Yeduim Lai, that the Isha has some Nechasim that the Baal knows about, and some Nechasim that the Baal does not know about. Then we say that as long as the Baal has a mind to Yarshin whatever Nechasim his wife has, even though there were specific Nechasim that the Baal did not know about, still the Baal was Zeicha as to Yarshin all her Nechasim. And for that reason Rashi understands that by Nechasim She'enam Yeduim, the Baal will inherit those Nechasim, and for that reason so too we say that she should not sell those nechasim because she is causing a loss to the Baal with that that now he can no longer inherit those nechasim. But that is only as far as a regular case of nechasim she'enam yiduim. As far as Mavrachas is concerned, that the Baal does not think that there is anything to inherit, for that reason we will say that even as far as Yerusha is concerned, the Baal will not inherit all those nechasim. That is how Ramosha explains the Shitsa of Rashi. Now, getting back to Targumar's Teretz, as you mentioned before, the Ramban understands that by Nechosim She'enam Yidum Baal, still the Baal has his Chos Peres. The obvious Kasha is, how does the Ramban understand Targumar? If the Baal even has his Chos Peres, so what does it help? The fact that they are a psalm, can Nechosim She'enam Yidum Baal, if the Baal still has his Chos Peres? So to answer this kasha, we find that the Ramban himself explains our Gemara as follows. That by this star, even though the star is a star mavrachas, and there is no akna taking place with the star, but still we say that every single day that the karka is by the one who has makabal the star, there is a constant hakna going on. And it is because of that hakna that we say that the Baal is not Zeicha in the Paris. Since, as the Gemara explains, these Nechasim are considered Nechasim She'enam Yidum Baal, therefore the Alacha is Machra V'nasna Kayim B'diyavid, if she goes and sells or gives away the Paris of the Karka, her Mechira is Kayim. And therefore, since she is constantly giving away the Paris to her Bas, for that reason, we say that the Baal is not Zeicha's Chos in the Paris. That is how the Ramban explains our Gemara. Now let's go on to the next sugya. Our Mishnah says, Reb Shimon Eimer, Makim Shiyafe Koychei Bichnisasa, Hura Koychei B'Itziasa. Makim Shura Koychei Bichnisasa, Yafe Koychei B'Itziasa. And the Mishnah goes on to explain, Ketzad, Peiris ha-mechubarim wakarka. Let's have Peiris that are still mechubar wakarka. Bechnisasa shaloi. At the time of Nisuin, whatever Peiris for mechubarim wakarka, he is zeichen in those Peiris. But if the Peiris are mechubarim at the time of Yitziah, then those Peiris belong to the Isha, not to the Baal. As the Gemara explains, Rabbanon argue. And Rabbanon understand that even the Peres HaMechubarim B'Yitziasa, even the Peres that are attached at the time of Gerishin, also belong to the Baal. Now to understand, 
What stage of the Paris are we referring to when the Mishnah says Paris and Mechbar and Wakarka? We find the Machlikes Harishainim. The Ritva explains that 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 we learned in our Mishnah, Peres HaMechubarim L'Karaka Shalah, is only referring to Peres HaMechubarim L'Karaka that are not yet completely ripe, that still need the Karaka. Only then do we say Peres HaMechubarim L'Karaka Shalah. Based on the fact that since the Peres still need the Karaka, therefore the Peres are considered as if they are part of the Karaka. They are not considered a separate entity from the karka, and for that reason we say peres hamchubarim lekarka shalah. The rosh on the other end argues, and the rosh says that even if the peres are completely ripe, that as we find in the gemara of a kamadaf base, we say that peres are completely ripe, are no longer considered part of the karka, and we look at them as a separate entity. Still, Rib Shimon says in our mishnah. That Peirais HaMechubarim belong to the Isha. The Rosh goes on to explain that since that that the Baal is Zeiche in the Peirais is only Mitakonas Chachamim, which Peirais were Chachamim Mesakin that those Peirais belong to the Baal, only Peirais that are picked at the time that his wife is still married to him. Only such peres belong to the Baal. And we do not say that anything that is considered a separate entity from the Karka belongs to the Baal. Only specific peres belong to the Baal. From the Ritzva who explains that Reb Shimon differentiates between if the peres need the Karka or the peres do not need the Karka, and that Reb Shimon said, Peres HaMechubarim Shalah is only referring to Peres that still need the Karka. One sees Lachari, as we mentioned in the previous year, that when Rabbanon were Mesakin and gave the Baal a Kinyan Peres, they did not give the Baal a Kinyan in the Gufa Karka or Peres. All Rabbanon did was, is that they were Mesakin, that a Baal is Zeche in the actual Peres. And for that reason, Rib Shimon understands that as long as the Peres need the Karka, that the Peres are not considered Peres, but rather a Chiluk of the Gufa Karka, for that reason the Baal is not Zeiche in those Peres. Had the Takona been a Takona, the Rabbonon gave the Baal a Kenyan in the Gufa Karka or Peres, then we should say that even as long as the Peres need the Karka, but since the Baal has a Kenyan in the Gufa Karka for the Peres, the Baal should be Zeche in the Peres right away. Even as long as the Peres need the Karka, the Baal should have his Chos in those Peres. According to the Rosh, on the other hand, one cannot bring a Raya from the Shita of Reb Shimin. That as far as the Takonas Peres is concerned, Rabbonin were not Makne, a Kenyan in the Gufa Karka or Peres to the Baal. According to the Rosh, one can say that even if the Takonas Peres is that the Rabbanon gave the Baal a Kenyan in the Gufa Karkawa Peres, still Rip Shimon understands that Peres HaMechubarin B'Yitziasa belong to the Isha. As the Rosh explains that which Peres were Rabbanon Mezaket to the Baal? Only Peres that will end up being Nilka Perishusei, only Peres that will end up becoming Tushim while he is still married. And therefore, as far as a Kenyan Gufla Paris is concerned, which Paris does he have a Kenyan Aguf in the Karaka for? 
only specific Paris. Now, as we mentioned before, the Gemara explains that Rabbonon argue on Reb Shimon. And Rabbonon understand that Paris HaMechubarin B'Tiyasa belong to the Baal. From the Ritzvo one sees that Rabbonon argue even as far as Paris HaMechubarin that still need the Karka. Even such Paris B'Tiyasa belong to the Baal. And so to L'Chira's Mashman the Rosh. The Rabbonon hold Paris B'Tiyasa belong to the Baal whether the Paris need the Karka or whether the Paris do not need the Karka. All types of Paris HaMechubarim belong to the Baal. L'chira from Rabbonon one sees that Rabbonon understand that there is a Kenyan Hagof Paris. And for that reason, even the Paris that still need the Karka, which should be considered part of the Karka, still Rabbonon understand that those Paris belong to the Baal. And L'chira, according to the Ritva, that itself is the Machlekes between Reb Shimon and Chachamim. Reb Shimon understands that there is no Kenyan Hagof for Paris. Rabbanon, on the other hand, understand that there is a Kenyan Hagof for Paris, and for that reason, Rabbanon say that even the Paris that still need the Karaka belong to the Baal. According to the Rosh, on the other hand, it could be everyone agrees, even according to Reb Shimon, that there is a Kenyan Hagof for Paris. Just the Machlekes between Rabbanon and Reb Shimon is how to understand the Takonis Chachamim. That, that there is a Kenyan Hagof for Paris was it only said for specific Paris, or was it said for all Paris? Reb Shimon understands that the Kenyan Hagof for Paris is only said as far as specific Paris are concerned. Rabbanon on the other end argue and understand that the Kenyan Hagof for Paris applies to all Paris. And for that reason, even Paris that still need the Karka belong to the Baal. In the Yerushalmi, on the other end, one sees a new pshat and how to understand the sheets of Reb Shimon. The Yerushalmi brings down the following machlekes between Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Rakesh. Rabbi Yechanan says that a person could bring Bikurim from the Nechassim of his wife, from the Paris that grow on the Karka that belongs to his wife. Reish Rakesh, on the other end, argues, and Reish Rakesh says a person cannot bring Bikurim from the Paris that grow on the Nechassim of his wife. The Yerushalmi goes on to say that what happens if a Baal went and was Makdish Bikurim from Paris Minichsei Ishtoi at the time that the Paris were Mechubarim and then he went and was Megarish his wife. According to Reb Shimon, Paris B'tiyasa belonged to the Isha. The Yerushalmi says that according to Reb Yechanan, that a person could be maybe Bikurim Minichseyishtai at the time that he was Makdish them to be Bikurim, they were Kaddish Bikdushas Bikurim. And now that he was Megarish, his wife, that Kedusha goes off. The Kedusha that the Paris had previously goes off. From the Yerushalmi, one sees that the Yerushalmi understands that even according to Reb Shimon, that holds that Paris HaMechubarim B'Tsiyasa Shalah does not mean that the Baal never had a schus in those Paris. Had the Baal never had a schus in those Paris, why would we say that the Kedusha was ever chal? The Kedusha should never have been chal. So from the Yerushalmi, one sees that even according to Reb Shimon, as long as the Baal was married to his wife, the Baal had a schus in those Paris HaMechubarim. And for that reason, at that time that he was Makdish, the Paris to be Bikurim, the Kedusha's Bikurim was chal. Now, the obvious question is, if it is true that he owned the Paris at that time, what happens 
that at the time of Gerish and the Paris are no longer his. So from here one sees, as Rabbi Hanan explains, that even though he owns the Paris, since there is a Kenyan Hagufa Paris, but that Kenyan Paris is only as long as he is married to his wife. Once he is Megarish, his wife, that Kenyan Paris will no longer be Kayim. And that that we say, that Peirish and Nitlushu belong to the Baal even after Gerishin, is because then he was Zeichen the Peiris completely. But if his whole Zchus in the Peiris is because of the Takona der Abonon, der Abonon gave him his Zchus Peiris, that Zchus Peiris is only as long as he is married to his wife. And for that reason, the Yerushalmi understands that according to Reb Shimon, even though the Kedusha was Chal, as long as he was married, but once he was Megarish, his wife, the Kedusha is Paka. Because the Kedusha itself is dependent upon his Bailas. And since his Bailas is only as long as he is married, therefore the Kedusha that was Chal was only Chal as long as he is the Bailam, which means till the time of Gerishin. That is a Chayah, what one sees in the Yerushalmi, and how the Yerushalmi understood the Shita of Reb Shimon. Now let's go on to the next sugya. The Gemara says, Hagainiv Vlad Behemas Milug. If let's say someone stole a Vlad of Behemas Milug Mishalim Kethel Ishi, he pays Kethel to the Isha and not to the Baal. The Gemara explains that the reason why he pays Kethel to the Isha is because we say, Peira de Peira Leitakinu Rabanan. From the Gemara, it is Mashma that a person only has a Schos in Peiris, not in the Peiris of the Peiris. Thesis and the other Yishenim ask that we see in the Gemara later on in Daf Pegimel that a Baal has a schus not only in the Peiris, but in Peiris, Peiris as well. Thesis answers that 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 our Gemara says Peiris, the Peiris, the means to say that Ketho is such a Peiris that Rabbonon were not Mesachin that a Baal should have a schus in such Peiris. Since Ketho is a Peiris to Asi Me'oma, such Paris, Rabbonon did not give to the Baal. Rabbonon only gave Paris that come out of the guf, not Paris the Asi Me'oma. The Rif, on the other hand, argues on Tesis, and the Rif explains our Gemara Peira the Peira Rabbonon to mean that even though Rabbonon gave a Baal Paris, Rabbonon did not give a Baal two different Paris at the same time. Rabbonon did not give the Baal Paris. And the Peiris of those Peiris at the same time. And that that we find in the Gemara later in the Peigimel. That a Baal has a Schos and Peiris that is only if the first Peiris are no longer here. Then we say the second Peiris are B'mokim the first Peiris. Take the place of the first Peiris. But if the first Peiris are here and the Baal has a Schos in those Peiris, then he cannot have a Schos in those Peiris and the Peiris of those Peiris as well. And therefore, as far as Argomar is concerned, that we are talking about Againiv Vlad Behemas Milug. Since he has the Vlad Behemas Milug, and those are his Paris, he cannot have the Ketho of the Vlad at the same time that he has the Vlad. That is how the Rif explains Argomar. Now, getting back to the Ikra Loch of Argomar, that Argomar says, Againiv Vlad Behemas Milug Mishalim Ketho Isha, that one pays Ketho to the Isha, Ochera. One can ask an obvious kasha. Since as far as the Vlad itself is concerned, the Baal owns the Vlad, since the Vlad is Paris, automatically the Kethal should go to the Baal. Since the Vlad belongs to the Baal, the Vlad was stolen from the Baal. So Mamela the Tashume Kethal should be to the Baal. 
So how can our Gemara say Peira de Peira And for that reason, one pays Kefal to the Isha, Lachira. The Geneva was from the Baal. One stole the Vlad Behemas Mirug from the Baal, and automatically you should have to pay the Baal. So Lachira, one sees from here as a Shitsa Mikubetza swings down from the Rivosh. That even as far as the Paris themselves are concerned, the Baal does not have a complete Kenyan in the Paris. All the Baal has is a schos to eat the Paris. But as far as the Gufa Paris are concerned, the Gufa Paris still belong to the Isha. And so to Lecherwan sees, as the Rivosh explains from that that we find in the Gemara later on, that a Baal does not have a right to sell the Paris to someone else. From that, that a Baal does not have a right to sell the Paris from someone else, one sees as well. There are Bonan only gave the Baal a schus to eat the Paris. But as far as the Gufa Paris are concerned, the Gufa Paris still belong to the Isha. And for that reason, we say that a Vlad Behemas Mirug Mishalim Kefal Isha, because the Vlad was stolen from the Isha. Only if the Baal would have a schus in Peri Paris, if a Baal would have a special schus Vizeicha in the Kefal, with the Kefal go to the Baal as well. And so too we find that Rebbe Ruvain and Baba Basra Simon Yudzayin explains that one sees as well from the sheets of the Rif. As we mentioned before, the Rif understands Peira de Peiro to mean that Rabbanon only gave one Peiris at a time. Rabbanon did not give Peiris and the Peiris of those Peiris at the same time. Had the Baal owned the actual Peiris, the male of the Paris of those Paris belong to the Baal. So again, from the riff one sees, as Ibruvain explains, that a Baal does not have a complete schus in the Paris. He doesn't own the Paris completely. All he has is a schus to eat the Paris. That is a chira, what one sees in our Gemara, and for that reason we say, But if one looks carefully at the Rosh, one sees in the Rosh, the Rosh understands our Gemara differently. The Rosh brings down the sheets of the Rif and how the Rif explains Peira the Peira Leitakinu Erabonon. On that, the Rosh asks that it is impossible that the Baal should not be Zechem Peira de Peira. Since the Baal owns the Peiris, automatically the Peira de Peira belong to the Baal. In other words, from the Rosh, one sees that the Rosh argues on the Rif because the Rosh understands that a Baal owns the Peiris and therefore automatically who owns the Peira de Peira. The obvious cash is, if so, how does the Rosh understand our Gemara? Why do we say that by Vlad since the Baal owns the Vlad, automatically the Tashume Kefal should be to the Baal? So from the Rosh, one sees the following Chiddush that 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 we say, that one pays Kefal to the one who owns the Behema, is not because since the Behema belongs to him, automatically the Kefal should be paid to him. But rather, we say that whoever owns the behemoth has a schos in the kefal of the behemoth. Just like we find in the Gemara of Metziah, that it is possible to sell a behemoth like One can sell a behemoth. That even though I remain the owner, still I can sell the behemoth to someone else, that he should be the bailam as far as kefal is concerned. So too, even as far as the bailam himself is concerned, the Bailam has a special schos as far as Kefal. And for that reason, by Vlad even though the Baal owns the Vlad, but he does not own the schos Kefal. Since the schos Kefal is a Peira de Peira, as far as Kefal, he is not the Bailam in the Vlad. He doesn't own the Vlad as far as Kefal is concerned. As far as Kefal is concerned, 
the Baal HaBehema is the Isha. And for that reason, we say, That is a chira, what one sees in the Rosh. Now let's go on to the next sugya. The Gemara says, The Baal is the Baal has a right to take the Cholov. Now to explain our Gemara, we find the Machoikes Harishainim. Rashi explains that we are talking about a case that the Guf HaBehema belongs to the Isha. And therefore, the Cholav of the Behema is like any other Paris. That the Guf belongs to the Isha, and the Baal has his Chos in the Paris. The Rif, on the other end, argues on Rashi, and the Rif explains we are talking about a case that the Guf HaBehema does not belong to the Isha. The Isha only has his Chos in the Cholav of the Behema. The obvious Kasha is, if all the Isha has is a Cholav of the Behema, what right does the Baal have to that Cholav? Where is the Karen? For us to say that the Baal is in the Paris of the Isha's Karen. So to explain the Rif, we find two basic Mahalchem. The Rashba explains the Rif. That since she has a Kenyan in the Gufa Behema for the Cholav, that that she has a Kenyan in the Gufa Behema for the Behema's Cholav, that is the Karen. And the Cholav itself is considered the Paris. Rebuvein above Abbasra, Simon Yenzayin, on the other hand, says another Mahalach and how one can understand the sheets of the Rif. Rebuvein explains that from the Rif one sees that whatever is considered Peres, the Baal is Zichin, those Peres, even if the Isha does not have a Karen, and even if the Isha will not be left over with a Karen, still the Baal is Zichin, whatever is considered Peres. That, that generally speaking, one needs that the Isha as a Karen is only in order for us to consider the rest as Peres. But if it is Peres, the Cholov over here is Peres of the Behema. For that reason, we say that the Baal is Zichin, the Peres themselves. Rashi, on the other hand, argues on the Rif. And Rashi understands that the only time the Baal is Zichin is only if the Isha will be left with a Karen. Only then. Will the Baal be Zeicha's Chos in the Paris of the Isha's Karen? In Reb Kiveger, we find that Reb Kiveger in Goyen Hashas and Bav Metziyad asks the following Kash on Rashi. How can Rashi say that unless the Isha owns the Gufa Behemoth, the Isha would only have the Cholov of the Behemoth, then the Baal is not Zeicha in the Cholov? Well, Chirya from the Gemara and Bav Metziyad we see now like that. The Gemara above Metziah says of what saying Isha rented a parah and then she got married. The Baal takes over the Isha's chiros. Since the Baal has a Kenyan Paris, for that reason the Baal is Zeichen, the Paris of the Isha. And since the Isha has a Kenyan Paris with that that she rented the Behemoth, now the Baal takes over that chiros based on his chos of Kenyan Paris. Where is the Isha's Karen? All the Isha has when she rented the Parah is a right to use the Parah. Why do we say that the Baal now has the right to use the Parah based on his Kenyan Paris? Where is the Karen for the Isha? To answer this Kasha, we find that Rabban Weib and Ayelas HaShachar explains Rashi as follows. The Rashi also agrees to the Rif that one does not need that the Isha should remain with the Karen in order that the Baal should be Zeichen the Paris. That the Rashi understands. That if all the Isha would have his Cholov, then the Baal would not be Zeichen the Cholov, is because then we would consider the Cholov itself as the Karen.
and we would not consider the Chol of Esperis. And since we would consider the Chol of Esperis, a Baal only has a din to be Zeichah and Peris, not in the Karen itself. On the other hand, the Baring wave goes on to say that as far as the Gemara of Metziah is concerned, that we are talking about Tzchiros, the right to use the animal, the right to use the animal, that Tzchiros, that Hishtam Bishos, the using of the animal, cannot be considered as Karen. Only something that has a Mamoshos to it. Only actual objects do we consider as Karen. And for that reason, only Cholov could be considered as Karen. The usage of the animal cannot be considered as Karen, and therefore, even according to Rashi, even though the lady will not be left over with any Karen, still the Baal is Zeicha in the Schiras that his wife was Zeicha. That is how Baron Wave explains the Shitsa of Rashi. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.